from the Virtual Summit, the Core presents Sales Training Boot Camp with Jim Reed and Lisa Wells. Today's topic, the Effective Power Hour for Blender. Okay, guys, you're in the class called, what's our class called, Lisa? Skipping for an Effective Power Hour. Scripting for scripting, scripting for an effective power hour. So really, guys, what this class is about is how to do effective team theme days and how, how to make sure it happens so you can have more sales activity. I want to cover a few things to, uh, to start, and then I want to introduce Lisa. My name is Jim Reed. I've been with the core for 18 years, 20 years. I don't know. However long the core has been around, that's how long I've been around. Um, so I wanted to cover something with you guys real quick because I, I didn't see it in any of the general sessions. And I, it's a super important thing to my business that every summit I take a blank page like this, the very back page of my notebook, and I write things I will do for sure across the top. And then in every single class when I feel or hear something that really strikes me as something i got to do, I'll flip that to that page real quick and write write the to-do list on it. The best thing about doing this virtually, and I don't think we're ever going to do it again, but the best thing about this virtually is I've already delegated half the stuff because I'm right here in my office. I ran out and gave one of my lists to my little partner one already, so we're already starting to work on it. Okay, so make sure you're taking notes that way. Um, we're going to do this class as interactive as possible, Lisa said, Damn it, Jim, I want to do it interactive. So I said, okay. So we're going to do questions. It's true. So we're going to do questions after each day. We're going to cover the five theme days. We're going to answer how to do it, when to do it, where to do it, what to say, and then we're going to do a little Q&A, and we're going to keep moving. And then we're going to save about ten minutes at the end. Um, it's really weird being able to see yourself. Just see <laughs> So, um, so we're going to save 10 minutes at the end for more Q&A at the end. Okay, cool. So in order to ask questions, I want you guys to use the chat box just for questions. Instead of like the little shout-outs and the, hey, I'm feeling good and all that stuff, if you could use it for questions, it will make it easier for Kat to read them to us when we take questions. Okay. Um, so what we want you to get out of the class is uh, what I already said is just when to do stuff, how to do it, and what to say. That's the basics for each of the five days. Now, I'm super excited because I get to teach a class with Lisa Wells, who's one of my um, what I, well, she's one of my friends, one of my very best friends, and uh, and it's 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 a, I'm super bummed that we don't get to all see each other, but um, this is this is filling my needs a little bit. Um, Here's what I admire most about Lisa. Lisa, Lisa and my other buddy Hunter are, are the, are the true, um, blue collar loan reps in the court. You're good. You see people putting up crazy, crazy numbers and they've got these skills of management and leadership that are, you know, just, I'm in awe of. But when you talk about a loan rep that you can emulate, that you can copy and you know, it'd be hard to be Lisa, but you could get close. Um, Lisa Wells is one of those people. Well, I, the first time I coached Lisa Wells was how many years ago, Lisa? Well, it would have been my first, second semester, so. End of your first semester. I think I subbed in. When one ten of years. Ago. So ten years ago, she was a Wells Fargo rep. Mm -hmm. She was a refi rep. She did a little bit of builder business, if I'm not mistaken. By mm -hmm. a little bit, I mean a little bit. 
<laughs> and she was a refi queen, and she was really good at it, and she thought quite highly of herself. But she got into the core, <laughs> kidding. Uh, she got into the core and uh, really took all the stuff that we're going to teach you today and just implemented it. She copied the scripts, she made the calls, and she's become one of the best loan officer reps in all of the core. So Lisa's going to kick us off with the first theme day of Friday. Lisa, take it away. Wow, thank you for that intro. Um, yeah, I mean, it's ironic, too, because Jim has been my coach, so I have been coached by him a couple of times throughout the whole process, and he said it correctly. He's one of my very good friends, and uh, I feel like almost a brother from another mother because he can slice and dice every problem, every issue, every every time I say it's fine and he knows it's not fine. There's been times where he's yelled at me, I've gotten pissed off, we've hung up the phone because I know he's been right. And so to have that kind of mentor and to have that kind of person to be able to coach with today is awesome. And it, honestly, I was super nervous. I am super nervous. I usually don't get that nervous in in teaching, but I think having Jim today as my, as my partner in crime is going to help. Plus, he'll carry the class. So all I have to do is kind of be the banner. So that's all I'm, I'm planning on doing. Just kidding. All right. So first things first, we are going to mix it up with you guys a little bit because any scripting class, any uh, theme day class I've ever taught, we start with Monday, and then we go to Tuesday, and then time's running short on Wednesday, and we slide through Thursday and Friday. So what we're doing is we're mixing it up for you today, and we're starting with Friday, because Friday and Thursday never get the allegiance that they're due, right? How many of you guys also have that in your real weeks? Is it just me? Monday's super strong. Tuesday's really good. Wednesday's pretty good. Thursday is questionable. And Friday, it's like, ugh, I'm tired. I'm out. So we're going to flip the script, and we are going to focus on starting with Friday. So Friday are our VIPs. So I don't know about you guys, but I have had to do a lot of apologizing lately, meaning to my partners, to my realtors, to some of my VIPs, because I have not been a great partner. I have been caught up in the business, caught up in the opportunity of doing a lot of business, and I have forgotten about the people that got me successful, which were the VIPs and the past clients and the realtors. And I share that with you because If you can do these days consistently, regardless of how busy you are, your business is going to continually improve. And the scripts that we're going to give you today and the things that we're going to give you today are going to help you take some of that fear away. I know that I don't make VIP calls as much as I should and past client calls as much as I should because I don't know what to say. And so we're going to take that fear away from you guys today. And I am worried about the scripting because I am not a great scripter. I don't always follow a script. I, um, I a lot of times say whatever rolls off my tongue and I hope and pray that it, you know, hits a chord. But that's authentic and that's me. And I generally say the same things every time. But for me to be laser sharp on every single script, it's just not who I am and it would be inauthentic. 
And so Robin said something yesterday that really resonated with me. And she said the word unintentional. And I want you guys to think about that word for a second because unintentional is how I have been doing a lot of my calls the last two months. Checking the box, moving it along, sliding in, going, oh, I'll get the, I'm going to start with those VIPs on Monday. Just like every diet I've ever wanted to start. The first Monday of the first month of the first year, every year forever. Never done it. So my whole point in doing this and having you guys do this is to push a reset button and get intentional about what you say, how you say it, and have a outcome that you guys really want while being authentic and not being fearful about what you say. Can we all agree that that's kind of our plan today? I'll give you a two hands. Okay. Perfect. So VIPs, and Jim, feel free to pop in on any of this. VIPs, for me, I loved what Rick said last night. Anyone that pays you. So landscaper, a dentist, a attorney, all of those people for me are, v- are VIPs. A lot of us have family members on there. I don't have my family members on there. I do have some core people on there. But anyone for me, this is what I wrote down, anyone that is important in business that I admire and that inspires me when I talk to them, those are the kind of people that are on my VIP list. So it's definitely got to be someone I like, definitely someone that I'm not afraid to call, and definitely someone that I've got some connection with. Okay? That's who goes on my VIP list. Jim, anyone different for you? Yeah, good uh, good stuff. So for me, it's uh, it's family. It's it's um, it's business people, and it's people I want to hang out with more. So my dad, uh, when I was when I was young, my dad taught me the lesson that most most parents have taught, which is, hey, be careful who you hang out with because you are who you hang out with. So people on my VIP list are anybody I want to stay in touch with and hang out with. And I think it's important that you make the list, including your family. Like I text my sons on Friday on when their name comes up on my VIP list. And I let them know that they're one of my very important people in my life. And what and I, and I have a little script I go through, which we'll teach you in a minute. But it's going to be business people, uh, people that pay you. I like that. It's going to be your family members that you want to stay close to and your friendships that you want to deepen. Listen, all relationships take work. My youngest son is going through this. He's 14 years old. He's got a girlfriend. And I swear, everybody else on the planet has evaporated. So I'm like, look, boy, if you don't put some work into your friendships, you are going to have no friendships. And no one wants to go through life like that. So really, VIPs for me are me putting in the work to deepen my friendships with the people that I admire and trust most and want to be most like. I think it's just an opportunity to give. So that's how we make our list. Lisa, what time do you do your calls? Um, honestly, I do calls on Friday. I know Rick said Friday afternoons because it's a little bit more quiet. You can kind of ease into the weekend. And for me, I like to do them kind of later Friday morning because a lot of my people are business people, and I tend to catch them more on Fridays versus an afternoon. So that's how I do it. I'm the same way. Listen, Rick, Rick is right. It would make sense to, change, to use it as a way to change the way your mindset is to go home for the weekend. But the truth is, if I don't do it in the morning, I don't do it. Who can, who can relate to that? Yep. I yep. got power hours. When I first started doing power hours, this is what not to do. I would always schedule them at 1 o'clock. 
I'll go to lunch, I'll brown bag it, and then I'll do it at 1 o'clock. Well, by 1 o'clock, I had three broken loans, three extra leads my loan partner one couldn't get to, and it was very easy for me not to make the calls, so I got to do them first thing. I agree that. So we know what day, we know what time, and we know how to make the list. Um, uh, I have a quick script. If, I, if it's okay, Lisa, I'll go over, and then maybe we can, you can tell me what's on yours, and we can do a role play. How about that? Let's do it. Let's, otherwise, you can role play with me your actual script. That would work, too. Okay, cool. So here's, here, here's what I want you to write down. So grab your little pen and paper on VIPs. So Rick, Rick teaches us, hey, identify that they're a very important person to you. If you want to use the term VIP, go ahead. If you want to say, hey, you're a really super important person to me, and I want to work on our friendship more, say that. Identify the purpose of your call is to strengthen and deepen your relationship. And then what I do is I tell them something I admire about them, I respect about them, or I appreciate about them. So ring, ring. I'm You're going to take some notes? You can take I was just like bending down to write that down. I was like, Admire. Listen, I got it from Dave. Dave is the best. If you've ever got a voicemail from Dave Cameron, I say, I've got two saved now. And uh, he, he told me, he goes, Jim, I just get quiet for a minute. I think about the person. I think about what I admire, what I respect, or what I appreciate. And then I talk to them about that. And then the second thing on the script is I just ask them questions about them. It's not supposed to be a one-minute call. It's supposed to be a conversation. So you tell them something you admire, so it would be like, ring, ring, say hi, Lisa. Hi. It's Lisa. Hey, Lisa, it's Jimmy. What are you doing? Oh, my God. I am knee-deep in, um, you know, phone calls, but it's nice to hear a friendly voice. Cool. Do you got a quick minute? Um, I do. Hold, hold on. Guys, that's a really big thing that was on my most important list. Do you have a minute? Because if they don't, don't go flopping into your stuff. Make sure that they have time to receive what you're about to give them, okay? Sorry to interrupt you. Keep going. Wow, that was really good. So I'm glad I did it. <laughs> so we give each other as much high fives and thumbs up. I was to a CD, an audio CD from the core uh, while I was driving to work this morning, and you were on there. Um, and i got to tell you, I, I just, I, I was like, just I, just I was just thinking about how much I respect your work ethic. Like, I can tell... When you're, te- when you're teaching, that you don't fluff it and you don't BS it and you really tell people what you really do. And that is the most way to be authentic and give back. And so I just want to tell you I admire that about you. Um, so anyways, I had to get that off my chest. How's everything going with the kids? What's new with the basketball starts? Uh, well, we are doing no basketball right now because of COVID. So I feel like all weekend long they're around bugging me and I'm making them do chores because I feel like I'm raising kids that don't know how to, have to work hard. But it- it's all good. They're all good. All right, so listen, at that point, guys, I would just keep asking her about Kevin. Is he riding bikes? Has he bought any new $50,000 bikes? How's he doing on his new job? He retired from the police force. And I wanted her to speak 80% of the time on my VIP calls. He, she speaks 80%. I speak 20. 80-20 is the right ratio. When it's 80-20, she's going to feel like it's 50-50, just like a marriage. When it's 80-20, she's going to feel like it's 50-50, and she's going to enjoy and respond to your calls better. And really, the last thing I want to do on a VIP call is figure out a way to spend some time together. That's what I would do. That's how I wound up the call. we got to spend some time together. It's 90 degrees in Sacramento. You live in Minnesota. You should fully. fly your kids out here with your husband, and I'll grab my boys, and we can go on the boat. 
you guys got to get out of town. It's 92. You don't got to go to Mexico. So as soon as the <laughs> flights open up, come down. I have an extra guest suite. It's a separate house. You don't even have to see me. You guys can drink coffee in the morning before you see me. I would do that. So that's how we do a VIP. Anything to add? No, the only thing that I would add to that is a spin, which is how I opened this, is I feel like I have not been uh, around and I've been apologizing quite a bit lately because I have not been as good with my VIPs and I have not been as, as focused with them. So how about if I do that one? Because I feel like when I glanced to the chat, that was one thing that came up. And so I'll do that, okay? Okay. And so we'll you take a couple of questions. Perfect. Okay, and you be a business, yeah, and then we'll take questions, but you be a business person, not yourself, just be okay. like someone that I do business with, but we're also friends. Got Give it? me my genre. Um, you are Jonathan, the divorce attorney. Oh, okay, that's painful. Oh, go ahead. He's super funny. He's awesome. Okay. 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 Hey, Jonathan, it's Lisa Wells calling. Did I catch you with a quick minute? Uh, yeah, I got a quick minute for you. What's cooking on? Well, hey, Jonathan, I got to tell you, you know that you're one of my favorite people. Every time I call you pick up, you are on social media, and we're Facebook friends on social media. You always crack me up, and I feel like I have been an absentee partner and friend to you lately. Yeah, where you been? You been hiding from the virus? I'll be honest with you. I got busy. No, in fact, no, not at all. I got busy, and I'll be honest with you, back in, you know, January of last year, this business scared me a little bit because I didn't have a lot of business. And I feel like now that rates are practically zero, I got really caught up in, I got to do it all, I got to do it all. And I've really forgotten about the people that make me love this business. And that is the kind of person that you are for me. You make me love this business. When you send me clients, they're amazing. When you and I get to chat about the business, have our lunches, it's the best part of my business. And I have forgotten about that. So I would love to push the reset button, and just let you know, I I'm done being busy, and I'll make sure I'm here for you whenever you need me. Cool. I'm open for that. How's, what's that look like for me? I'm ready. I want you to spoil me. I'm yeah, ready. so here's my biggest question. What is the number one thing that's changed in the business in the last two months? That's what I really want to know from you. Dude, all the courts are shut down, so people are like, calling me about getting divorced, but there's really no steps, so we're just filling out paperwork and waiting, and everybody's super frustrated living together, so you know, honestly, I feel like a therapist more than an attorney right now. Yeah. Well, I'm doing a ton of stuff with past clients, and you are so great in front of camera. I would love to have you on. Yes, you are great in front of camera. See, I told you it would work. Um, I would love to have you on a StreamYard call and maybe give a couple of tips about those people that are really frustrated and living together and like, ugh. You know, I know you've been through a divorce, so your honesty and your candor with marriages and how that makes make things work, I would love to do that with you and get that out to my database. And if that would help you maybe get in front of some clients that might be having these thoughts, I would love to do that for you. That sounds great. Good Thanks. job. Excellent job, Lisa. So, uh, Kat, if you're there, if you could pick a couple questions and we'll do them, and then we'll move on to Thursdays. Sure. I think you guys addressed this one. Um, how do you start conversations when you haven't um, been diligent about communicating with your VIPs? So I thought Lisa's, Lisa's apology, uh, apology interaction was really good. I also think of my grandpa's rule number two, which was, Jimmy, it ain't no big deal unless you make it one. They didn't call you either. I'm not even sure you got to bring it up. So 
I mean, you know, when they're, when they're VIPs, uh, you guys know those friends that you don't see for three years, and then when you see them, it's like, like you just pick up right where you left off. And I think you can kind of make that assumption and keep moving. I think the biggest thing to do is not think. You know, mm-hmm. don't worry about it. Yeah, just keep going. Good question. Maybe one or two more, Kat. Okay. Um, do you bring up business if it's a family friend? I bring up their uh, – uh, Lisa, you go first, and then I'll, I'll go. Um, if it's family, I mean, a lot of times family will ask me about business, how it's going, so I talk to them about that. But I don't have a t- – I mean, I'm really close to my family, so I don't have a ton of – family on my VIP. Yeah, for me, uh, for me, I bring up their business and their job. And then if, and then usually what will happen is if it's, if it's a real relationship, after someone asks you about your kids, what are you supposed to do, Lisa? Ask them about theirs. Right. So I ask them about their job. Then they ask me about mine. And of course I bring up how low rates are. And then they, maybe they ask, I mean, yes, you can get business from these guys, but these are the calls that are fun to make. Because they're not about getting business. In, in truth, if you could change your mindset, I was watching J- uh, Jeremy, uh, Jeremy's class before, um, and I don't know how he said it, um, but what I got out of it was try to find something I can do for Lisa. Either mm-hmm. find a way to spend time with her or something I can do for her because she's my friend and she's my VIP. Like, Rick's always taking care of us. When I call him, I'm trying to figure out a way to take care of him. And that's what endears you to people. Um, so I think we got to keep moving forward. Uh, Lisa, if you want, we'll, go, we'll switch up to uh, Thursday. Uh, yep, so start us off on Thursday, and then I'll jump in, and we'll, keep, we'll do the same format on and on. Is this working for you guys? I need two big thumbs up if it is. Okay, I got three monitors on the wall. I can see like a 252 people. You guys who are texting, I see you texting. Okay, keep going. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Okay. On Thursday, past clients. So for me, this is how I do past clients because it's manageable for me. I do past clients three years back on their anniversary of the month that they closed. Okay? So for me, that's how I do mine. I do not do one call letter of the week because I could never get it done. I had to find a way that I could get it done, and this has been the best way for me to get it done. So the way I call past clients, I go back three years in the month that they close, and I do a first year, second year, third year anniversary call to them, and I'll role play that in a minute. But that's how I do it. So jumping in real quick, uh, I need to back up to Fridays. Your VIP list is 50. And My VIP list right now is 63. 50 and 15 calls a week. So everybody gets called about every four weeks. Yep. You have a minimum of 50, and you call 15 every Friday. On Thursdays, uh, we want to, what time do you like to do it, Lisa? Mornings again? Um, Thursday, I'm a morning person. I'm the smartest. I'm the most energy in the morning. So, Thursday mornings. I agree. Mornings, uh, I squeeze them in between, um, my core coachings and then on my lunch hour, I, I, my lone partner brings me food on Thursdays because it's such a busy day and I eat and I make calls. Um, so for us, we call 30 past clients a week. And the secret for me to actually do it is simply this. If you could take one thing away from trying to, from stopping the try word on making calls and switching to the actually making calls, the one tactic I would give you is my loan partner prints out my calendar. Like when I come in in the office in the morning, my desk and my office is free from files and paperwork. She gets, she cleans it all up before I get here. 
on my desk is only my printed calendar and my list of calls for the day. Mm-hmm. Yes. So with that, it makes it easy to not be less distracted and I'll call the 30 calls. Now, one of the things that I added to get to 30 for me, which made it easier, is something that Lisa taught me. I'd heard it before but never done it. And Lisa taught me 30, 60, 90-day calls. Those are past clients. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's past client call day, right? Yeah. And sometimes I don't like to call the people from nine years ago. I've been doing loans 24 years. I have 4,700 past clients. So I pick the last four years closings, and I do 30, 60, 90-day calls. Beautiful. 30, 60, 90-day calls, uh, I want to role play one of those with, with Lisa and have you do the script that you do the talking because I think you're the best at it um, because I think it's something easy that you can do, and I know Lisa gets business from it. So I'm someone who closed 60 days ago, Lisa. My name is Jim Reed. Ring, ring. Hi, this is Jim. Jim, it's Lisa Wells calling. How are you? I'm doing good, Lisa. What's wrong? Good. Well, hey, do you have? Did I catch you just a minute? I'm not going to ask you for any more documentation. We're past all that. Okay, good. Phew. Yeah, I'm good. What's going on? Hey, I just wanted to follow up with you. How's the house? You get moved in. Oh, do we love the house? The bo- we still got boxes around. We probably always will, but we're loving the house. Good. First payment. You got the servicing information okay? All the transitions that's happened okay? Correct. Yep. We made the first payment. We're getting the mortgage coupon in the mail. So far, so good. Excellent. Well, the other thing I tell people at this call is if there's anything that you get in the mail that looks really funky, make sure that you call us, let us know, take a snapshot, send it to us, because there's a lot of junk mail that's going to come your way. What do you mean? Like getting a warranty deed for $79.99, or it's time to refinance. It's crazy. You just bought a house two months ago, and you get a letter that looks like our letterhead that says it's time to refinance. It's a lot of junk. So just be mindful of it, and if you're questioning it, send us a copy. We'll tell you if it's legit or not. Stop right there. I've lost more of my past clients to some ding-dong who uses public records, finds out my company name because we're a banker like most of you, and they'll send something to them in the mail that says some fun on it, some fun ink, or some abbreviated version of some funding, and I call them, and they're like, I've literally had them say, what are you talking about? You just mailed to me. We started a refinance already. Mm-hmm. So that's what you can avoid with these 30, 60, 90-day calls. So keep going. That was great. Great. Um, hey, I also wanted to double-check to make sure that you know what to expect from us next. We do a couple of client events every single year. Watch for invitations to those. We would love to have you. You're also going to get HomeBot, which is kind of data analytics about how you're paying down your mortgage, how data will uh, come with home values. That's going to come to you once a month. We do that on your behalf. It's a benefit for you. We subscribe you to it. And lastly, I want to ask if you will do me a favor. Sure. We work really hard on our online profile and all that kind of fun stuff. If I send you a link, would you be willing to do a review for me online? Yeah, absolutely. Send it to me right now. I would love to. Great. It's the only way that we get or It's the way that you know, we get businesses by getting validated online. And the last thing that I want to make sure of is that, you know, we work by referral only. I know it sounds epically cheesy, but it's true. Okay. Stop right there. Stop right there. So raise your hand. If you think Lisa has a script, the girl who doesn't use scripts has a script. It's just memorized. Okay. It's just memorized. So 
If I was coaching Lisa, I would say, hey, put it in writing so you can start to leverage your sales ability and have your team at some point help you with these calls. Because at some point, if you're only and you're closing 100 deals in a month, you can't make all the calls. At some point, for all of us, we make the calls. But her yeah. bullet points were start with gratitude, right? This mm-hmm. is what I heard. Start with gratitude. First payment, make sure it was okay. One thing I would add that I didn't hear her ask is, what am I going to do with the house? Get me talking about my house. She did ask me if I liked it. Then I would ask, what's the next, the first thing you're going to do about it? Because that way I could, she could look for a vendor, a roofer, a floor, a pool guy that she knows from her business group that she can send yep. a lead to. So that, that's one of the bullet points. Right? Then she told him about her special service she does for her clients called HomeBot. Then she, she plugged them for a testimonial, which is how we sell in the modern era. Testimonials, the core uses it. You gotta use it. You gotta do these calls. You get a testimonial. You can share that with the referring agent. Mm-hmm. You can share it with the listing agent later to get a meeting. You can post it online to build your credibility. You can send it to new leads. When you first get a lead, your loan partner one sends the most recent testimonial about how great it was to work with Lisa. I just got off the phone with Lisa, and I set an appointment, but I'm still not really sure if I like her yet, and I get a testimonial that's recent from these calls. This is a home run, and no one's doing it. Yeah. Like, that's why we wanted to start in reverse order. The Thursday and Friday are the easy calls. Yeah. Easy calls, and you can develop more leads from them, and we're skipping them, and we don't want you to skip them. I thought that was excellent. Any last thoughts on Thursdays before we take some Q&A? No, um, no. It looks like best focus on thirty, sixty, ninety-day close calls and top one hundred clients, rather than going back the next four hundred clients. I don't get that. Yeah, I think you go back four years and you do yeah. thirty, sixty, nineties, um, and you call thir- at least thirty a week. Like the, the the thing that I did to bring my business back from the from from the grave was thirty outbound calls a day. Period. Thirty outbound calls a day. If you do thirty outbound calls a day. I don't care if you're calling your mom and telling her the rates are low. It's all her friends that they need to refi. I don't care. If you make 30 outbound calls a day, you're going to get busy. You're going to get really, really busy. So these Thursday and Friday calls are big for that. Kat, any questions on there that we can answer? Yeah, they want to know what you talk about on the 30, 60, 90-day calls. And, Lisa, they want you to finish up the by referral only thing. Okay. So um, we talked about what we talked about. So how about just finish up the referral part? Yeah, so the only thing I would say is on the 30-day call, you know, house to house, is there anything immediately that you need? Um, did you get our closing gift that we sent you? Like, it's that basic stuff. On the 60-day call, it's more about the servicing and what you can expect from us next. On the 90-day call, have you gotten the home bot? Have you done some, you know, are, are you all set? And is there anything with the house that the agent should need to know about? That's the difference. And how do you finish up the referral thing? You said, hey, we get all the referrals by... by so we're 100% referral. referral. I know it sounds cheesy, but it's true. And now that you're in the house, there's going to be people coming over and talking to you about who you worked with and who you would recommend. And I would be an ever so grateful if you would keep us top of mind and commit to sending us one client this year. Love it. That's how Rick, Rick taught me and I started doing is. I say the same referral thing. I say, we, we count on you to grow our business. Can I count on you for one referral a year? And they're like, yeah, great. Talk to you soon. Um, you know, that, that the first part of that 
is the programming during the presentation. That makes it easier to ask yeah. on, the, on the Thursday call. Okay, uh, one more question on that, and then we're going to go to Wednesdays. The only thing different on that past, if we're doing clients four years back, the only thing different that I would say, how are you, how's the fam, how are jobs, I mean, basically anything a year back is house anniversary and then forward, family occupation, you know, how are jobs, how are things, how are the kids, make sure I take notes because those all go into the database, which I use Jungo. And then the other thing is, I want to make sure at that point, what have you done to the house? And that's where a lot of times I'll bring in vendors. So, Jim, if I've, I've, I'm all through that initial fluff with you, and I say, Jim, in the last year, what have you done to the house? Anything new, or are there any plans this next year to do something to the house? The backyard needs to be completely redone. I just been, I've been drawn up on napkins where I'm going to put this house, and this pool house and this pool. So oh, my I'm God. About it. I've been looking online how much it's going to cost me. You know, but that's what's next. I don't know when, but that's what I really want. Here's what I got to tell you. I did a full re-landscape. I did a full pool last year. It is the gift that keeps on giving. It's wonderful, but I'm going to tell you, it's a lot. And But what I am going to share with you is it matters who you work with. And I have got an incredible landscaper that I will send over your way, and I've got a good pool company. I say good pool company because they're not on my preferred vendor list, but – my landscaper, if you call him and you mention my name, he will give you 10% off. That's how great they are, and they do excellent work. So I will send that over your way. Is there anything else that you think I can be of value to on house stuff? Because you know I work really hard, and so there's a lot of people I pay to do stuff around my house because I think working is better for me than cleaning windows or doing any of that. So I got a person for everything. I love it. Okay. Wait, so uh, that's so let's, let's keep moving. Uh, we got 22 minutes, so we want to keep moving. We got three more days to go. We got to leave some Q and A time, so we're going to keep moving, and we'll do some Q and A at the end. The next thing is Wednesdays. Wednesdays are pre-approvals or TBDs. Some people call them. Listen, it's getting kind of funky for me. I'm going to let Lisa take this in a minute, but it's getting funky for me because Rick changed the definition of a pre-approval. And Lisa, please correct me if I get this wrong. Uh, to you got their full information, a full 1003, and, and you ran credit. So that leaves it a little, uh, it, it expands the definition, so I have more pre-approvals. Oops. So I have, there we go. So I have more pre-approvals. So Lisa, cover us the time and, and when you do it and how you do it, and then, uh, then we'll do a role play on these pre-approval calls. So, again, I do this uh, Wednesday mornings at 9.30. I get a list every single week. We currently right now have, and I just looked at it, we currently have about 214 people that are pre-approved. So I do not call them every week. I literally get a list of 15 people every single week from my LP1 that are kind of the people that we rotate through that I need to talk to. So 9.30 on Wednesdays, I get a list of 15 every week. Cool, and you call them. So for me, we have a schedule, and we rotate between a phone call, an email, and a text. A phone call, an email, and a text. So they get a call every three weeks, they get an email every three weeks, and they get a text every three weeks. Well, you didn't ask me what I did the whole month. You asked me, like, when I do the call. Well, I just jumped into the next step. (laughs) We do all of our calls in the morning. Yep. So for the rest of them, we do all our calls in the morning. The secret is it has to be time-blocked. It has to be in your calendar. The third, I think, secret is 
you got to put a do not disturb sign on your door or sometimes I grab my list and I go to my truck in the parking lot. My truck in my parking lot, it has a pretty good, like, hands-free phone or whatever, so I can put it on speakerphone in my truck. I drive to the back of the parking lot. It's overlooking the river. It's in the shade, and no one knows where I'm at. They all think I left. I'm in the back, and I can make my calls. That's the only way I can do it. And the fourth secret is just tie in some fun accountability with your little partner one, where every day you don't make all the calls, you over 10 bucks. The, the, the deal is I get Fridays to make up. So if I missed any during the week, I don't have to pay her unless I go home on Friday without finishing them. So that's one fun way to make sure that I make my calls. Um, and I got if I don't implement that, I, I start to slowly skip them and find better things to do. So that's good for the time. I gave you a little format. Uh, tell me, tell us more about your pre-approval calls and how you do them. So I, uh, my pre-approval calls, do you want to role play one? Because I think these are important right now. Yes. Okay. Uh, Ring, ring. Hi, it's Jim. Hey, Jim, it's Lisa Wells over at Cross Country. Did I catch you with a minute? Yes, I have a minute. Perfect. Well, hey, I just wanted to check in and see how is the search going? What are you seeing out there? You know, we're not we're not sure. We, we're doing a little point and clicking, um, and we kind of I don't know, kind of cooled off. We're not really getting very many emails from the realtor anymore. Okay. So, is it something where you think that you've cooled off? Have there been any houses that you really liked, but you just haven't been quite ready to pull the trigger? Well, it seems like we see houses, but they're not on our list, and so we're confused about that. Got it. So maybe the the agent, Beth, that you're working with, maybe we need to have another meeting with her to kind of figure out and kind of hone in what you're looking for. Is that what I'm hearing? I, I guess so. I just don't understand why, you know, we want a house in Arden Park, and then the house comes for sale, and we drive by and see the sign, and then we don't, we never saw it. We never heard about it, and then it's sold like that. Got it. Yeah, inventory is going really fast, so I will make sure to talk to Beth about that and just make sure that she's really tuned in to what you guys are looking for. How is uh, work and those kind of things going for you guys? I know it's a crazy time, so I just want to check in and make sure that that's all still comfortable for you. Yep, that's not an issue for us. Both uh, both of us are still working, and we're not impacted negatively. In fact, uh, honestly, it's probably busier for us. Excellent. Okay. Well, hey, one thing you don't got to worry about, rates are doing really well, so that's solid, so you're, you're set there. Market, inventory, all those things continue to be a little bit of a challenge. But I think most importantly, we probably got to get on a call with Beth and see why some of these houses are going so fast and why you're not seeing them. Because I think that's probably the number one issue that I'm hearing from you today, right? And that's holding you back. That sounds good to me. Okay. All right. Well, if there's anything else that you need, please let me know. And, hey, Jim, the other thing is I know that you guys are out looking. You've been looking for, like, six weeks now. I'm sure you've come across people that have said, uh, I've been looking to, I can't find anything, et cetera, or I'm going through a mortgage. i got to just ask you, if you feel like so far you've had a great experience with us, would you keep us top of mind? Would you hear people talking about that kind of stuff? Absolutely. Okay. I appreciate you. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Hello. So I go for there's something in there that is holding them back. Are there houses that you saw that you just liked but they held you back? Are there things that you're not seeing? What his objection was, his agent feels like they are not doing a good job. So what am I immediately going to do? Call the agent, I hope. Call the agent, get on the phone, say, hey, I, I, we might have a stray bullet here that's going to go another direction because I 
mostly want to make sure this whole call is about keeping the agent and the client and me all together in a nice neat package. Because if I start to see that client stray from the agent, guess what happens? Then they stray from me. If my job hasn't been really solidified and I'm not super connected, that new agent's going to take them and send them someplace else. So I got to make sure I rope that agent back in and tell her, you're missing the boat. We got to reconnect with this one. You That's know, the job of those. Yeah. You know, Lisa, it cracks me up. It's uh, if, when I look at even coaches, uh, even myself, but uh, even like, people I've coached in the court, other coaches, you know, they, they told me that they had 230 uh, pre-approved people out shopping. I said, no, you don't. And I gave them a homework assignment to call every single one of them in a, within one week. And, they, yep. and, it, and their 230 shrunk down to 67. Yep. Because they weren't staying in touch. They lost deals. You know, it's, you, know you, you work so hard for these leads. You work so hard to get them in front of you. You get them pre-approved. And then most of us, if we're just being honest, raise your hand if it's for you, we forget about them. We just yep. count on them coming back when they buy a house. We'll hear about it later. Look. We gotta spend as much time keeping what we have as we do getting more of what we want. So, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, you can do a whole class on TBD and we do sometimes. There's 13 step programs. I can't teach a 13 step program in a class of 15 minutes where I gotta cover five days. So you could request that if you're in the core, if you're already getting coached, you could email your core concierge and ask for Kevin Polakovich's 15-step program. Robbie Sampson created it. They fine-tuned it. So they have a lot of different things that are automated and go out. What we're teaching you is a simple system that you can easily implement. Call the first week. Email the second week. When you email, email a testimonial. Email a little word plus the testimonial video. And the third week, text them. Say, hey, I just want to make sure you still have my cell phone number. It's Jim Reed. If you're looking at houses that need a pre-approval letter, let me know. You can blast that out to all your pre-approvals through the text programs that are out there. It's a simple system. You know, everybody says call them every week, but nobody calls them every week. No. But we had to find something that we would do. That's why we, we call, email, text. Call, email, text. And then the best part is I'm supposed to make 30 outbound calls a day. Okay, 30 outbound calls a day. So I called my pre-approvals, some of my pre-approvals on Thursday, on Wednesday, excuse me, and about five of them I had to call the agent right afterwards. So if you're filling up a greatness tracker and you can't get to 100 talk twos, listen, 100, 100 talk twos in a week, you're not really trying that hard. All you got to do is your job, and you'll be talking to people. Basically. So, yeah, so good stuff. Quick, a couple quick questions on Wednesdays, uh, if you have them, Kat. Yep. Um, they want to know, are you getting them on the phone when you call early in the morning? And if so, what are you saying? Okay, so uh, well, I think we covered what we we're saying. That may have come in before that. I am calling them on Wednesday mornings, and I do call their cell phone. Obviously, everybody's only cell phone now anyways. But I do call them. I get answers about, I would say, 50% of the time, sometimes more. What do you think, Lisa? I was going to say 40 or 50 and then what also is I watch, too, if it's been three three months, maybe two months with no communication. They haven't responded to an email. They haven't responded to a voicemail. They haven't responded to a text. Then I'm going to start to go, like, send them funny things, like a text with, like, crickets. Like, 
Where are you? What's going on? Because you have to keep that because as soon as they kind of go dormant, they've either put the search on hold, left their agent, left you, and you've got to move that one through. It's part of the having lots of people that are out looking when you really don't have lots of people out looking and you don't know it. Does that make sense? Good. So you've got to watch on how much they're communicating with you in that time frame. Cool. Uh, one more question and we'll roll up to Tuesdays. Yeah. Um, can you talk about if you delegate these calls to your LP1s? And um, if so, do you get any feedback on that? So can I jump in on that, Lisa? Of course you can. If you're doing less than 120 loans a year, if you did less than 120 in 2019, you must make the calls yourself. If you're doing between 120 and 180 loans in a year, you can delegate part of it. That's the rules. If you're doing more than 180 loans a year, you can do a rotation where you still have to make some calls. Like the best thing you can do on the, on the, on the theme day is to make your calls sometimes with your door open. All the time. With your door open, they hear how you talk to people. They hear that you're actually doing it. It encourages them to do it. It gives them, they, they listen to you overcome an objection and they build their skills kind of through osmosis, we call it. Um, so anything to add on to that, Lisa? Nope. The only say I do 15 a week, and every time I'm done with those 15, I'm usually doing agent updates throughout the week based on me talking to their, their clients, and that's a game changer too because so many times we have these big teams and the agent feel like we get a little far, but when I'm giving them specific updates, like, hey, I just talked to this person, hey, I just talked to this person, it makes them feel like we are really connected to their clients, which is important. That is really it. If you want to get, like, I had to rebuild my career recently, and really all I had to do is make the realtors feel like I cared yes. about their clients. Yes. When I called them and told them something about their client they didn't know, that made them feel like I cared. When I called them every day that they sent me a lead and let them know what was going on with the lead, that I swear they would make comments, wow, you're back in the game. It's so exciting. So you cannot over-delegate when it comes to the sales activity. You just can't do it. Amen. Um, Lisa does something, I just want to add it, I know, a, a little quick tactic. She does something that she taught me that really works well. She calls it call sheets, and it's a piece of paper, and it's got four quadrants, and, and everybody on her team yeah. has to give her these sheets of paper of people she should call and why. Mm-hmm. So if you were on a big team like Lisa, and you're closing 30 loans in a month, and you're having people do TBD calls, then after they're done with their TBD calls, they would hand you this call sheet, and so you need to call Jim Reed and his agent because it sounds like he's waffling. You need to call Peggy Sue because she said she don't want to buy anymore. You need to call Jimmy John because he said he's in contract and we didn't even know it. And then she makes those calls that day. Yep. That's a huge way to keep staying in contact with the issues in your business. Okay, we got to move forward. Tuesday updates. Uh, cover some stuff for us. Maybe put the slide up just for a second, Cat, um, and then Lisa, uh, walk us through how you do Tuesday updates. So Tuesday updates, I get a list every single week. So this is one where I will flip-flop. I always will call clients every other week. I just feel like that's important to me. I like that relationship with them. And then I call buyer's agent every other week, but listing agent every week. So that's how I do it. So some Tuesdays for me are massively huge. Some Tuesdays, not so much. How many loans did you close in 2019? Uh, 289, excuse me. 289, that's almost 25 a month. Is she allowed to delegate part of it? Mm-hmm. Are you? 
Everybody raise your hand if you understand what I'm saying. Yes. The best salesperson on her team, two hands, is who? It's Lisa. More Lisa, yes. more better. I'm a chicken at doing calls. Yes. So I need these calls to fill up my greatness tracker so that I can expand and get more business. Because I'm a chicken at doing calls. I like a reason. I like a purpose. I like an update. I like something. Okay? Yes. Really good stuff. So um, you do them in the morning. We do Tuesday updates at our, in, our, in our branch. The rules on Tuesday updates are before noon. Before noon. Oh, it's impossible. No, it's not. It's not impossible. You come in the morning at 8 o'clock. You have a 15-minute huddle for team meeting. How many minutes? 15. 15 minutes. Quick meeting. It's Tuesday update day. There's not much to talk about because all we're going to do today is updates. So we got to get them done. we got to take our cell phones, put them in the desk drawer, write down these rules for your team members because my loan partner ones do status grams. Excuse me, my loan partner twos. They do an email status gram to the borrower and both agents, and they CC me on the email, and then I call the listing agents and the buyer's agents. I'm not doing 300 loans at the moment, but I will be soon. So I'm called making my calls myself, right? So. Yep. So that, so everybody has to do it in the morning before everything else or they never get done. I'm just telling you, when it's 6 o'clock at night and one of my loan partners is still sending out status grams, I, I, I want to pull my hair out. They've got to be better at the do not disturb sign on their door, minimize everything in the computer, minimize the emails. The purpose of an update is just to give an update. You can tell them you get back to them on, on the issue that you're working on. But you got to get through them quick because the whole purpose, guys, of Tuesday Updates, when we created it, we created it on Todd, mine and Todd's team 20 years ago, was to manage interruptions. We didn't even do it as a sales tactic at the time. It turned into a sales tactic so that people would stop calling us and asking us what's going on with their loan. If someone calls you and asks you what's for an update, you blew it. You didn't do it right. So, you want to do a quick role play for a Tuesday update? Yep. Do you want, I'll, you want to be a client? Uh, I'll do, yeah, sure. I'll be a client. I'm a borrower already. Hi, it's Jim. Hey. Uh, hey, Jim. It's Lisa Wells over at Cross Country. Did I catch you with a quick minute? Yes. Perfect. Hey, well, it's Tuesday, so you know you get a Tuesday update email, and every other week you get a call from me, right? This is my week for you. I've been waiting excitingly for my call. I know. A lot of people say that. It just amazes me that people just wait around for my call. I love it. So, how are we doing taking care of you? How is the team doing? I think it's going well. Excellent. I, I, well. I think it's going well. Okay, good. I just want to make sure. Is there anything that you think that I should know uh, about your loan or about how we're taking care of you at this point? I just need to know how much to get the cashier's check for, you know, to wire the money. When do I get to find that out? So, Jim, usually about five days prior to closing, we are going to give you your closing disclosure. It's going to be balanced. It's going to be to the penny. Melinda's going to get that to you. She is our to-the-penny accountant girl, and that's when you will get it. Okay. Is that okay? You need that to know before good. then? Yep, that sounds good. Okay, excellent. Anything else question-wise, concern-wise, anything else I should know? Um, as long as everything's going smooth, I'm good. Nope. i got to tell you, Jim, you're an excellent client. When I ask the girls, how are we doing with you, they always say, he's right on it. He sends us all this stuff. We love working with people like you. Oh, good. One of the biggest things that we work on is making sure that we work our butts off to have 
great experiences for clients and to make sure most of all we have peace of mind and we close on time. Are you feeling that that's what you have from us at this moment? Yeah, I feel like we're going to close on time. Heck, it looks like we might even close early. I'm very happy. Good. Well, please make sure that you tell all your friends, all your family, all the people at the water cooler that you had an excellent experience with us because we work 100% with Pearl and is as cheesy as that sounds, it's true. We need your help. So let us know. I'll take care of you. Okay, so listen, guys, we got five minutes left in the class, so I just want to summarize Tuesday updates really quick, and then we want to spend, like, three minutes on, on Mondays and then do a couple Q&A. So on Tuesdays, the script is identify the call as a Tuesday update to the borrower and the agents. Mandatory. Hey, it's Tuesday. It's time for your Tuesday update. I call you every Tuesday. You get a call from us, or Lisa would say, every Tuesday so you know what's going on. That way you don't have to chase us down for an update. You have to say that. That's the purpose, right? Then you need to check in with them. You need to tell them what's next. Tell them what's next, and then see if they have any questions. That's the script. The last thing I would add is have have scheduled a pre-closing phone call. If you don't do this, add scheduling a pre-closing phone call three to five days before the close date to go over the cash to close, the payment, and the rate, any other weird conditions, making sure the credits are right, so that when you're on stage at the closing, there are no hiccups. Yes, when I'm at the closing, I can fix them, and I can smooth everybody over, and I can make it no big deal, but I'm not at all the closings, and we haven't even started doing them virtually yet, which we should. So you've got to do that. The last part of the Tuesday up is the sales process. So I'll give you a quick tip that I've been using that I learned from one of my students. When I'm doing Tuesday updates and I'm, with, I'm on the phone with a listing agent, I'd be ring, ring, I'm talking to Lisa. Say hello. Hello. Hey, Lisa, it's Jim Reed. It's Tuesday. It's time for your update. I'm calling about the listing on 123 Maple Street. Do you have a minute? Yep, just one. Just one? Oh, good. Well, you're busy. That's good. That means you're still working. Half the people I'm giving updates to said they stopped working. Hey, I always wanted to meet you. Can we FaceTime real quick? So we can um, that's creepy. No. Oh, well, about 50% of them say yes. Alicia's a little bit of a, Alisa is a little bit prudy. About 50% of them are stuck at home. They're not meeting people right now. I'm not creeping on Lisa. Okay, weirdo. And about half say yes. Try it. That's how I'm filling up my face-to-faces on my greatness check. I never asked them. That's good, actually. I, I mean, I, that's what I would honestly say. Now, girl. You aren't trying to throw me on the bus. That's not going to work out. All right, so Monday. Monday. <laughs> Raise your hand if I got her back. Two thumbs up, we're getting her back. There you go. There you go. Okay, so Mondays, Lisa, walk us through this. So for me, Mondays got stale. Monday realtor calls got stale. I for sure skipped them for a while. About two years ago, I started skipping them, and it started to slowly damage my business. Now I'm back doing them, and I still find they get stale sometimes. Walk us through this tactic that we learned from Holy. So every Monday, this is what I talk about. And I kind of vary it up based on who I'm calling, but I'm either talking about something new that changed in the market, I'm inviting them to something, um, I might be talking about a problem lead that we have or leads that have gone dormant, but I'm touching on one of these quadrants only. Because for me, again, I'm a chicken, i got to have a reason to call, i got to have a reason or a subject to talk about. So I think about one of these things in the quadrant and make sure that I'm mentally ready to ask the question. Wait, so this is just a guide. Like when I, when I use this tool, I dial up and Lisa answers and I look at ahead of my calls and find out leads to talk about, creek walls to talk about. I have them on my screen. I do a search by Lisa's name 
anything with her name on it pops up so I can talk about it intelligently, or I get a sales tactic from a video, or I invite them to my next event or a combination of the two. The last thing I want to say on these, and we'll take Q&A for two minutes. Is that okay, Lisa? Yep. I got challenged by uh, Josh. He said, I want you to do two Monday realtor calls and not be the one to end the call. Just keep talking for as long as they want to talk. It took me six hours and nine minutes. Six hours and nine minutes. And I swear to you, my leads blew up. All I did was the 80-20 VIP call. That's all I did. Asking them about them, asking them about their business, asking about their family, asking about their vacations, asking about their backyard, and they just kept blabbing. And they're like, well, I really enjoyed our call. And then, bink, here's a lead. Bink, here's a lead. Bink, here's a lead. So mm-hmm. don't robo-dial. Don't do it that way. Lisa's going to give us a comment, and then we'll take a couple questions, Kat, until they kick us out. This is all I'll say about this whole class. The quality of your conversation is a direct result of the questions that you ask. You ask better questions, you will have better conversations and deeper relationships. That's it on every single one of these days. That's it. Awesome. I noticed the, the survey thing popped up. Please take a minute and fill that out. Make any comments that will help us get better. Uh, we, we want to do our best to earn a five every time. Kat, any last questions that you have that you can read for us? Yeah, we have quite a few. Um, who reviews the CD? Uh, my back-end LP2 contract to close review the CD because they've been talking to the client since the loan was disclosed. How do you guys handle talking about forbearance right now? Oh, uh, loaded question. Yeah, next, okay. next question. Forbearance All right. is a sticky, uh, sticky, uh, sticky, sticky subject. You can't tell them not to do it. You can't tell them that it's going to for sure damage their credit if you don't know that. Um, Blaney, reach out to us, and you can get the four quadrants from your concierge. Yep, you can get the four quadrants from your concierge. There's a, there's a, uh, there's a, I don't know if you can do it, Kat, but I know Todd posted on the core website a little video explanation of forbearance. Um, yes. Yeah, so we're, we're, I'm handling the questions like this. Why, do you want to do forbearance? Why do you want to do forbearance? Depending yeah. on what happens in, in your income, it's not, it's not a free lunch. You should go into it knowing it's not a free lunch. And if you want to know more information, I can get you some, and I direct them to my servicing department. That's what I do. Maybe one more? Um, I know we're trying to have more calls, but do you think it's better to have quality calls versus more? I think it's better that you complete your calls and you do them quality. I'm sorry to ask for everything. You get five grand alone, and you can make a million dollars. I'm sorry. you got to do both. That's what I feel. Because when I, when I tried to make that choice, I was building in an excuse not to get it done or not to care. My answer is, you get paid a lot of money, focus on it. All right, guys, give it up for my girl, Lisa. Give us some applause. Woo-hoo! She did an awesome job, Lisa. This is my definitely job. job. Yeah. Nice job, Jim. Thanks for uh, leading us through. Yeah, you were amazing. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to The Core's Sales Training Boot Camp. For registration information about our two-day business building summits, call 1-800-660-6670 or find us on the web at www.lacortraining.com.